When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. What a tremendous honor on this, the day the Lord has made to once again uh, fill in for Rush Limbaugh. And with the permission of Bo Snerdly, we're going to do a little bit of um, open phones uh, Friday, open line Friday on Wednesday. And there's a lot of very, very heavy political stuff we're going to talk about. And I want to just, I want to lend one thing to everybody to, just as a reminder that there is one official uh, point of view, opinion, for the Rush Limbaugh show, and that, that belongs to one man, and that's Rush. And they're kind enough to let us come in and share our opinions. And we're going to talk through some very, very heavy stuff today, particularly as it relates to the possibility of vote fraud. And and I view this stuff through a technology and big data lens, and I'm, I'm very disturbed by a lot of the patterns I've seen. We'll talk about this throughout the show, but not right now. I was retweeted by the president last night, which was a shock about one of these things, a shock and a pleasure. President Trump retweeted me. That was a shock and a pleasure. We'll get to this. I want to talk about gratitude. Like you, I listened yesterday to Rush as he reflected upon the true meaning of Thanksgiving. As he read George Washington's proclamation and Rush shared with us his insights and, and feelings about that. So it's 800-282-2882 if you want to join the program. And I'd love to hear what you're grateful for and your stories of gratitude. I'm sitting in a radio studio. It happens to be News Radio 590 KQ&T in Spokane, Washington. My normal shows in Seattle at KTTH, they're kind enough to let me use the studio. I mention it for this reason. It's a very small radio studio. I could let's say it's about 18 feet long, about 12 feet wide. It's about the size of the first ever ship 
you want to call it that, in the United States Navy. You can see this at the Smithsonian Institute. I remember going there with my daughter and seeing this boat. And it could smell the wood. And they hadn't yet finished setting up the display. So I'm looking at this boat carved clearly with hand tools. And I asked the person setting it up, what is it? So this is the first boat in our Navy. I am thankful for men and women who went to war against a king who wanted to own them and make them property. The Declaration of Independence that they signed is many things. I'm grateful for the fact that they knew it was their death sentence that they signed. It was there. It was literally a warrant for their death because of what they were doing in the face of the world's largest Navy, most powerful military. I can still smell that wood as I sit here today. I'm grateful for that experience. I shouldn't be here hosting this program. I have no college degree. I learned about radio because my father loved Paul Harvey. God rest him. I learned about radio later on because a friend of mine came and said, you got to hear this guy named, she, she called him Rush Limbaugh. You have to hear this. And I heard Rush's show and I said, my goodness, you can do this. And I remember Rush speaking about people telling him he couldn't do it. I'm thankful that he didn't listen. My grandfather should have been in poverty. He should have been an impoverished man. He, he dropped out of school in eighth grade. He had to. He needed to work. And I think Grandpa, sometimes I think he would be embarrassed if I mentioned this, if he knew I was mentioning this on the world's largest radio show. But it's a lovely story. Dropped out of school in eighth grade and went to work for Gray Bar Electric. And worked there for almost his entire life. But he also founded an electrical utility. Co-founded it. Because... His neighborhood needed one. He was on the board of a bank. Because my grandfather was an honest man who also at night after his beloved wife died would stay up late and mend the socks of his children because he was a Depression era father. He shouldn't have retired in the way he did with the only grandma I ever knew traveling the world on cruises. That shouldn't have happened. I'm grateful for a country that I believe was inspired, truly inspired by God to recognize that we have rights, that God is pro-freedom. God did not create robots as I see it. Had he wanted robots, we'd be robots. My grandfather took advantage of that freedom to build himself a life that allowed him to fund a good portion of college education for people in our family who went to college. That shouldn't have happened. He was an eighth grade dropout, and he wasn't the only one. My mother, who's still with us, grew up in in poverty. She had to take over the mothering duties for her family because her mother was very, very ill. And and I remember the story of, of the state social workers coming to the house to take her brothers. 
And she got a heads up that they were on the way, and and she put them in a in a wagon or a sled, and she pulled them through the snow across the field to hide at the auntie's house. My mother is now retired and lives a, a life of good, solid retirement after years as a teacher with a master's degree because she did this for herself in a country that makes this possible. I am grateful for my mother's struggle and that she shares this with me. I am grateful that my wife put herself through school after dropping out early, made the dean's list in college. That shouldn't have happened. And in countries where people are considered possessions, it doesn't happen. In countries where there's an artificial cap put on you because you weren't born in the right class or you're not mobbed up governmentally, it doesn't happen. It happens in countries where there is no lid to achievement because there is no cap on relative freedom. I'm grateful for the people who are afraid for our country. And maybe that's you. I'm grateful because we have something to fear. And that would be the dismantling of the world's greatest device for lifting people from poverty. It would be the replacement of a system that recognizes we have rights that God endowed to us that cannot be infringed. And yet, we're surrounded by people who are disgusted by those rights because they're the smarter ones. They're the ones who understand what the limits should be. Not on them. On us. I'm grateful for people who are fighting to maintain this republic I'm grateful for people who beat the odds in a country built to beat the odds. How many wars have we had to fight to maintain this freedom from that first little boat in the American Navy to the massive military that we have now, the world's greatest military, such a walk, to a president that did not entangle us in any wars. For the first time in a long time, President Trump did not do that. I'm thankful for that. I shouldn't be here behind this microphone. I dropped out of college. And yet, the words of Rush Limbaugh put me into the mindset that, look, I can go be in high tech. I can go be in radio. This, and I'm not anti-education by a far stretch. I educate myself constantly, constantly. I'm a voracious reader, voraciously pursue knowledge in almost every capacity I can think of that interests me. But I'm an independent learner, and by work, by God's grace, I have this opportunity to speak with you, and it is mind-blowing. It's not surprising in a way. People I consider my godparents, named Gary and Karen. Gary was a radio legend. Karen was a teaching legend. They are the parents of my best friend, Matthew. Neither of them should be alive. Because of the circumstances of their birth, neither of them should be alive, and yet they both are. Neither of them should be a college professor and a legend in radio, but they are. 
And I looked at the models of them and my grandfathers and my uncles and people in my family who took advantage of the liberties guaranteed us under a constitution and a bill of rights that I believe were divinely inspired by a God who is pro-freedom and pro-responsibility. Because sometimes I think God is willing to say, well, you can pay the natural penalty for the mistakes you've made and perhaps not listening to me. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where that's led us in this country. Maybe that's why we have this fear in our gut. I'm thankful for you. I am one of you. Every day I get done with my show in Seattle, I tune in to this program. I'm thankful that Rush continues to do this, though he doesn't need the money. And I'm thankful for all of you for being proponents of free speech by the mere fact that you tune into the show on such a daily basis. 800-282-2882. Tell me your stories of gratitude. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Speaking of the Maha, he just tweeted this. You can follow Rush at, uh, it's at Real R Limbaugh on Twitter. This is what Rush just tweeted five minutes ago. It is hard to even comprehend the Mayflower journey today. Think about this. Boarding a small ship with your family to cross a vast, dangerous ocean without any idea what you will discover when and if you arrive in the new world. What faith and courage. And we stand, my friends, on the shoulders of giants like that. Now, it's, uh, uh, that's me adding to Rush's tweet. But we stand on the shoulders of giants. We stand on a country built for freedom and honesty and truth. And I am thankful for people who call out the, the, the Kabuki Theater the mask theater, this is apparently Jonathan Carl. You know him? I think he's ABC. I have trouble with all the uh, the alphabet. Yeah, ABC chief White House correspondent. He's one of the mask shamers. And here's a great video. The press conference is over. Jonathan Carl apparently thinks the camera's off. Woo! Off comes the woke mask. Just like stepping off a stage in the theater, the makeup comes off and there's the real Jonathan Carl. I'm thankful that even with social media trying to shut us down, we still have the capability to point out that if you are peeling your mask off your face in the White House press room, you don't think it does anything. Because if you actually thought it did something, you would wear two of them. 800-282-2882. We'll get into the heavy political stuff that is coming, and there is a lot of heavy stuff. But let's talk about gratitude. Ken in Livonia, Michigan. You're on the Russian Bob program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Yeah, I just wanted to call and say what I am very grateful for is that I have a large group of doctors that surround me, uh, beginning with my primary care physician, the uh, team of doctors he works with, and a lot of other doctors. And I'll even add to that all these doctors that I come across listening to very conservative uh, talk radio programs. And these doctors are telling me the truth about the uh, coronavirus and not the lies, the false statements that we keep getting from the CDC and uh, government officials, uh, things such as wearing a mask is completely useless because the size of the particle of the coronavirus is so small. Like one microbiologist that I know told me, just imagine you're trying to stop a mosquito from flying through a right. chain-link fence. That's how useless uh, wearing a mask is. No, it's, it's, it's the it's, other it's, thing. 
I was just going to say, it's a phenomenal thing. And I want you to get to what you're going to say. But the, the mask thing, do you know this, Ken? That they're, the biggest, most, most sought after, most awaited study in masking was this Danish mask study. 6,000 participants. And it was peer-reviewed, classically well done, and highly expected. And, and the masquerade were saying, oh, you wait till the Danish mask study comes out. You'll show, we'll show you you're killing grandma by not wearing a mask. It comes out and it shows no difference. In fact, maybe even a slightly negative effect on people who wore masks. They couldn't get that published in academia. But they pushed and they pushed and they pushed and they finally got it out. And to your point, Ken, where is that? Where's the change in behavior? Sort the facts, I think we need to stress again and again. First, the survival rate if you get the coronavirus. We've heard this a thousand times. We've heard it from the president's own doctor. We've heard this from the CDC. 99.9%. And people, don't forget one other very important thing. Both here and in the whole world, we have been padding the numbers of the exactly. victims. Someone Egg. dies of cancer, exactly. cause of death, corona. Suicide, cause of death, corona. My own doctor said if you go with the 6% that came out from the CDC back in August 31st, when they came out with a statement about the actual numbers uh, of people who died just from the corona, Today, I just pulled out my calculator. Today, based on that 6%, only 15,600 people have died in the United States from the coronavirus. Ken? The rest of the count is padding. Ken, I want to I want to tell you this. I've talked to um, some physicians and data experts on that six percent number. They say to me it's a little bit higher. It's nineteen percent is what they're saying. But your point is exactly right. And listen to what we know because of this program, because of conservative media, because of brave doctors who are willing to speak out like the doctors of the Great Barrington Declaration, speaking out saying we are killing more people perhaps with the lockdown than we are with um, with with the, the COVID flu. I am thankful that people still have this heart of freedom. Ken, thanks very much for the phone call. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that people maintain this heart of freedom. This, is, this beats in us, despite the fact that the world has tried to beat it out of us. And the desire for freedom leads people to ask these questions like, wait a minute, if masks are the savior, why do people go to events like Gavin Newsom goes to where he takes his mask off and he's with the healthcare lobbyist? You're with the hospital lobbyist at a dinner where the bar tab was something like 268 bucks per person. And you are with a hospital lobbyist. You'd think he'd be saying, hey, Gavin, I'm, I, I work in hospitals. I can't be here without these masks. But there they are. This is one of the unique aspects of the West and Republican forms of democracies and democracies. Because we have a buy-in to our system, because we still want to believe our votes matter, and we'll get into that, we still want to believe this. We're bought in in ways that other people can never be bought in. 
And the effort that people are making to otherize or to other people who ask questions about masks or to construct any sort of question. In fact, I'll tell you this. We'll get into this later in the show. Do you know that there is an article? I'm not kidding. In the Journal of American Medical Association that states if you have determined that masks are not medically useful and you don't wear one, you have a a neurological problem. And this got published as if there's some sort of neurological cure for, oh, I I read all the peer-reviewed papers. They, They don't work. This is how folks in the technocracy view us. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. Just a second, I want to get to some of the uh, awakenings that is happening in the minds of people of the left who are starting to realize that the left isn't their home. And I'm talking about some people with pretty big audiences beginning to understand that the left, in a modern sense, means totalitarianism. Glenn Greenwald, do you know who he is? Glenn Greenwald is a man of the left, a longtime opponent of intelligence services and a longtime skeptic of intelligence services from the perspective of the left. He recently left the publication that he founded because they wanted to edit his criticism of the mainstream media's coverage of Donald Trump. He's out with another piece today, and he is very critical of demanding this demands this this is such an obvious play new york times and others are pressuring silicon valley who wants to be the pipeline and the bottleneck for all information that they need to do more to make sure that so-called right-wing sites highly partisan sites do not make it into the public sphere we saw what they did with the hunter biden piece and rush talked about that yesterday the media research center study that may have swung the election that, that may in fact have been stolen May have, it, it may have, it's just my opinion, we'll talk about that next hour, but Greenwald is calling this out as saying, look, the corporate sites, the corporate news, which I call sometimes, like some of these folks, members of the Mockingbird media, they're, this is Greenwald's words. The corporate news organizations masquerading as reliable and nonpartisan are, in fact, as hyperpartisan as any sites on the internet and spread as much misinformation. This knowledge, that opinion would not exist on the left had people like Greenwald not observed what the deep states and Mockingbird media members were willing to do to upend this presidency. I am deeply thankful for much that the president has done. No more so than what he did to take the masks off of what is unfortunately the senior members of the intelligence services in the United States, Donald Trump has unmasked them. He has unmasked so many Mockingbird media sources that we now understand it's not bias. It is, in fact, meddling. It is, in fact, a collusion between the Democrats and the media to change elections. It's far more in my opinion, shocking and disconcerting and far more of a worry that domestic powers in our country would partner with powerful media and tech to upend elections than it is that foreign sources would do this. Yes, we have fought wars over this with foreign countries and fought wars with foreign countries, but the degree to which so many people in our society have decided that they can't stand the fact that you vote. 
that you had a decision of the first president who did not fit the mold and you chose that president. And with what I, think, what I think that the, the technocrats intend to rain down upon us, look at what they had to do and are willing to do to try to get Donald Trump out of the way. Breaking news. Pennsylvania, a judge has ordered the state to not certify the elections. This is in the Epoch Times. It's just breaking now. So that is a right now win for the president. We'll get back into that as we continue the show. Let's talk to John in Fairmont, West Virginia. John, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, John. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, And I appreciate you highlighting all the gaslighting and projection that the left has done. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to all the veterans that have fought and uh, protected our freedom and also all the small business people that are still hanging in there. Uh, But I also just wanted to encourage everybody to continue educating themselves, continue educating their friends, and continue uh, trying to uh, get into public office, et cetera. You know, you're right that uh, Donald Trump did pull the mask off. Uh, this has been a 50 or 100 year March Gramoski style, and they've taken over pretty much everything academia, culture, uh, the list goes on now, the deep state. But uh, now, courtesy of President Trump, he has taken the mask off. We're starting to see how uh, far they're going to go. And also, it's scary because now we're starting to see this new uh, administration wanting to get back in line with China. And I was just looking at James David Baker's article on Cultural Revolution of how they turned the schools and the places of, into places of propaganda and indoctrinated the students to turn on the teachers, their parents, and their friends. And that's what we're seeing right now. And they're even talking about the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions, which is yes. colonistic. I mean, yes. this is... This yes. really, and it's not going to end well. Let me tell you. Uh, John, I have to jump in and tell you, because you're in West Virginia, and I think it's, I don't, I, I God forbid it's as bad there it is, is on the left coast. John, we're tracking and running constantly now Zoom calls um, between teachers and students in Seattle on the West Coast, where, and I'm not kidding you, they're starting with indoctrination, with kindergartners. And I'm not kidding you. Every morning, we want to recognize that we are on stolen land. You didn't, and this is how they talk with kindergartners, you didn't steal it, your mom and dad didn't steal it, but it is stolen. And we start this morning recognizing that some of us have very special privileges. They are, they're not even at this point hiding what they intend to do with the schools. And this isn't to mention what they intend to do in divorcing parents and and students. There's an effort to put Planned Parenthood clinics in schools, in schools, to give kids abortions and and cross-sex hormones and anything else they want, but without parental knowledge. They are teaching kids bodily autonomy at the age of five. So what you speak is it's happening and people hear Seattle stories and say, oh, that's madness. And listen, from the West Coast out, they're marching the ideas into our schools. I am grateful for people like John who are aware of this. Do you see the importance of this program? Do you see the importance of a show with this much reach able to tell this brand of truth? 
It's a great reason to be thankful. We'll continue on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Please don't forget that you can go to RushLimbaugh.com and leave a special note for Rush. I've heard him talk about how, how meaningful that is for him, particularly in this Thanksgiving uh, as Rush is off. And uh, he's, he does read those notes. I've heard him talk about it on the show. There's a lot to get to, including I can't believe I get to do this. Um, but Paul Shanklin who's, of course, the comedy voice and the, uh, the the parody creator at EIB, and has created a Thanksgiving, an ode to Andrew Cuomo for Thanksgiving. The governor of New York, or the so-called governor, I think he doesn't act like a governor. He's much more like a something else, something much more um, authoritarian than a governor. He, uh, he, he may enjoy this. In fact... In fact, if we have listeners, well, if we, it's EIB, if the listeners in New York might let Andy know that Paul Shanklin has created something in his honor, maybe just tweet him, maybe just call the governor's office and let him know that coming up on EIB, we're going to play Paul Shanklin's um, latest ode to Andrew Cuomo and Thanksgiving, that he might appreciate that. I'm thankful as we go through this hour of gratitude before we <laughs> lock and load, I got such serious stuff to talk about next hour. I'm so disturbed by what I see in the commonalities between how the media has disappeared recent science, actual robust science around the COVID flu and how they, we are to pretend that, oh, wait, that so wait, we've always worn masks. Oh, yeah. Yep. Always have. With what they're doing with vote fraud. So we'll talk about this next hour because there are countless examples of the media being concerned about Dominion in specific and electronic vote fraud in general. Starting in two, there was an HBO documentary about this. And that was back after in, in, in Bush versus Gore. And we're now told Nah, that that's that's that never happened. That's that's hist- you're misremembering history. The patterns in the players are the same. It's so disturbing. We'll get into that next hour. I'm thankful for the truth tellers. In times of universal deceit, what's the quote? To speak the truth is an act of bravery. Do you have a mask speech? Do you have a Black Lives Matter speech? I recommend this because of the times that we're in, because people are trying to shove our words back down our throats. My Black Lives Matter presentation is this. It goes just like this. Someone comes to me and says, do Black Lives Matter? I say, absolutely. It's a morally, it's, it's, it's morally objective fact that Black Lives Matter, which is why I cannot support the violent Marxist domestic terror group called Black Lives Matter Incorporated who are killing black people. Masks. I have a very similar mass speech, but it's based upon compassion. Because when I get the stink eye from someone and they're not masked, my initial response is, is anger. I have found such fruit in saying to people, oh, I can see I've really frightened you and I, 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 feel, really, I feel regret for that. So I'll step back and I will tell you that if I thought that I was harming you, I would never think of harming. May I share with you what I've learned about masks? I didn't think that would work. I have seen people, as I go through the facts when it's presented that way, change on a dime. 
I had no idea. We are in a time where we each have to have a truth presentation, an ability to on the fly be able to speak back to the people trying to shove the words back down our throats because we must. We must be prepared this way. Talking about gratitude on this hour of the Rush Limbaugh program. Let's talk to Jeff in Portage, Michigan. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to Russia's show. It's Todd. Hi. Um, I don't think the CIA or the FBI are doing anything. They're not doing their jobs. They're not investigating this. I was at the certification uh, in Lansing Monday, and they had people that had signed affidavits talking. Um, and the people need to get out Saturday to their uh, capital cities all over this country and back Donald Trump. If they don't, we the people are dying. And we have to get out and we have to put up signs. You know, we need justice. We're here for justice. We will be heard. We are the people. And they're, they're not listening to the people. And no, the they're press, not. Uh, the press... Um, I don't think they showed anything because we we weren't too kind with them. You know, for Hunter's computer and where he was and um, all the things that they don't want to hear. Exactly. Jeff, your phone's breaking up a little bit um, and I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. So I want to cap off what you've said this way is I agree. Get to the state capitals and demand this. Just transparency. Just transparency. Sometimes it is really easy for government to complicate things and they're trying so hard Here's just some quick questions for people in government. You heard the uh, Microsoft attorney. I think he's a Microsoft attorney who had worked at DHS and said, this was the most secure election in history. Here's a quick question for him. Oh, really? What was the least secure? And I can see the look on his face. The what? The least secure. Because you just said this is the most secure. What was the least? I won't have an answer to that. We need these questions and the skepticism, but we need something else. It is to trust some intuition and then just say this. All we want is transparency. For instance, why is it that my friend Justin Hart, who is a data analyst, can go through the New York Times feed of votes and put on Twitter graphics of 25,000 votes being taken away from the president here and 25,000 there and 25,000 here, almost algorithmic. How is it that he can do that? And then just say, hey, what's the explanation for this? That's all we're asking for. What's the explanation? We just want transparency. And if you want us to trust elections, and dear Lord, we have to be able to trust elections to keep a functioning republic. How about just some transparency? It has to get to the Supreme Court. We'll talk much more about this next hour. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Okay, so I blew it. I, <laughs> burn me. We'll get to the Paul Shanklin parody of Governor Cuomo. I spent such amount of time hyping it up that I blew the time to play it. We'll play it next hour uh, and lighten up the show a little bit. There's a lot to get to, including this pattern recognition between how the media and the deep state is treating the allegations of vote fraud and, and, and how they've treated the information about the COVID. We'll get to that. Speaking of the COVID. Um, the CDC is now advising that you think of masks as seasonal attire. So update every season. If Anybody who knows anything about keeping things clean, update your mask every season? Did they think we're not paying attention to this? It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. It is an incredible honor to fill in for Rush Limbaugh on the uh, radio network that he built with talent and one arm tied behind his back on today, the day the Lord has made as a gift for us. You, this, I said this last time I um, had the honor to fill in for Rush. I, I mentioned the fact that we are all, to some degree, experts at pattern recognition. And two of the kind of, kind of interchangeable type um generic CNN kind of reporter type people who aren't actually reporters sort of mocked that, that they, they, one of them contended to have listened to the entire show I did for rush 
and just mock the idea that you are experts at pattern recognition, and yet you are, because we recognize patterns all the time. And the patterns that I'm seeing in comparing the way that the same players have treated the facts about the COVID flu and the way those players are treating the facts and patterns about alleged vote fraud has me super concerned and has my antenna up. Patterns are everywhere in life. You will notice very quickly on your drive to work, you will know you could be three miles from your exit to your office and you could say, oh, I better bail out because you notice the patterns. You've memorized some of the timing of the lights where you drive. If you're in a, in a community where you drive a lot, you have recognized patterns of behavior in your loved ones. You can recognize weird things. Why is that car driving by our house a couple, three times a day and slowing down? You can recognize these things because we have an intelligence. So when I started to kind of go through and get very concerned about the COVID flu, it was really early on, three days in. I said, wait a minute. If this is about saving lives, why are people like a hapless, corrupt governor like Jay Inslee or a corrupt mayor like Bill de Blasio? Why are they playing games? Why are they picking winners and losers? You did the same thing. You were asking yourself early on, wait a minute. So the COVID will kill you dead at my local hardware store, but it's safe at the Home Depot. It's almost a cliche to say now. But I think if you level this up and do some comparison, this is deeply concerning. I interviewed a doctor. He's an epidemiologist, actually. um, Martin Koldorf, PhD. He is a 20-year Harvard uh, epidemiologist, Harvard Medical. And hardly a conservative guy. He's just a doctor and probably leans to the left. He confirmed to me that the word cases used to mean people are sick. When there was a case of something, it meant that people were symptomatic. That is not how it is treated now. All of a sudden, that's changed. And and Dr. Koldorf said to me, I don't know how scientists have allowed this to go past. Dr. Fauci knows that a case used to mean people are symptomatic. That matters because 95 to 98% of people who have the COVID flu never know it. I've seen numbers as low as 60%. I've seen most consistently 95 to 98%. Never know it. And yet it's a case. Consequently, Americans believe, in a, there was a, a poll done where the average American th- thought that 30 million people in America had died from the COVID flu. 30 million people. Simply not the case. That is misinformation. And that's a kind way of saying it. Because it's not being corrected, I view it as disinformation. Likewise, the PCR tests. This is the testing they do to look for the RNA or DNA of the virus in your body. You can think of this as a great, big, huge microscope blowing it up a trillion times. And Fauci himself has said, we can't culture viruses off of this, meaning they can't tell if this is the flu, the cold, or the COVID. They're unreliable medically. They're, they're farcical medically. They serve no medical purpose in the way they're being used at that level of, of magnification. Anytime Fauci wanted to, he could come out and say, hey, let's not, let's not be talking about these PCR tests. But they don't. Similarly, the media 
the mockingbird members of the media want to pretend consistently that there's no argument about masks, that there's no argument about lockdowns. That's simply not true. They want to pretend that people who are against the lockdowns are rogue. That's simply not true. They're the ones who are saying, no, there's 100 years of established science. Think of the patterns of the players. Technocrats, Fauci's as deep state as Jimmy Clapper. Mockingbird media members. No, you didn't see that. You never saw. You've always seen people wearing masks. No, you haven't. Now, to the allegations of vote fraud. I can take you through, and this will be available at RushLimbaugh.com. EAB is always so kind to myself and Ken Matthews and and Mark Stein and, and a surprise host coming. Yeah, you'll find out about that. They put our stack of little, you know, little stack of stuff up on RushLimbaugh.com. You can go see some of these things. Beginning in the Gore versus Bush instance, there were investigations about holes in our voting system. HBO did a brilliant documentary about this. And look, it, the, the contention is effectively that, that the election was stolen digitally while everyone else was worried about the hanging chads and, and the paper ballots. We're to forget that occurred. We're to forget that a, a, an entire bunching of traditional media has questioned the reliability of these systems and voting. New York, uh, the New York Times has done this. They've questioned this. They, NBC has questioned this. Local and national and MSNBC has questioned this. And you, it'd be the easier to make a list of national media that has not questioned this. As late as 2019, we're talking about 10 years of questions about the security of digital voting. We're talking about two former presidents who put out a report saying, we better get the the barn door closed. And yet, just like there is pre-COVID Science. Cases mean people are sick. They have symptoms. Testing is done to find out what virus do they have? Not anymore. With the 40-cycle PCR test, sometimes 42 cycles, it appears to be what's what the... I, I can't determine the motive. I have a guess. Part of it has to do with the $10 billion that we've spent on testing. And that every time there's a so-called positive, so-called case, taxpayer money goes to a hospital that they wouldn't otherwise get. That all of a sudden there are mask demands. When as late as May of this year, the CDC had a massive study, massive meta-analysis, meta-study of studies, all peer-reviewed, controlled, randomized. Masks don't work. Pre-COVID science versus post-COVID science type food, like, like fake cheese in a can. And if you like that, that's great. Enjoy it. It's like the Ron Popeil spray on hair. It's not actually hair. 
It's not actually a case. Same players, same pattern. Oh, no, there's never been a problem with the voting system. Oh, no, there's, there's, there's no reason for concern. Furthermore, if you look at Silicon Valley, the Electronic Freedom Foundation, reliably leftist, reliably liberal, but also reliable in terms of vetting technology, had called out. They had called out the electronic voting machines used in 18 states. Why? Because at DEFCON, which is a gathering of hackers, they hacked the machines. Used in 18 states. The same Silicon Valley that helped disappear the Hunter Biden story isn't bringing up these stories. The same Silicon Valley that slapped my Facebook page down because I shared the statistics on the um, the infection fatality rate with the COVID and locked me out of my account for a couple days. I think it was a week, actually. Those same people using the same patterns and processes to, to crazy make us, to gaslight us, but also to hide from naive people who still use the New York Times, to discover things rather than to be told what to think about things. They don't know because there's no institutional memory because it's not allowed because it is literally, well, it's not literally, but it's figuratively disappeared, sucked down a memory hole. Very Orwellian. There's more to dig into on this, including some of the patterns that disturb me given my background in big data and hanging out with real data analysts. Why am I so concerned about the election? What are the patterns I see? We'll talk about that as we continue. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. There is, uh, as we've talked about patterns, and we just talked about that in the monologue segment, there are some patterns that disturb me and have pushed me like to a point where I, and look, I want to make something, this is so important that everybody understand this. There is one opinion of record on the Russian Bob program, and that is Russia's. So Mark Stein, Ken Matthews, and I, we have our opinions. They're kind enough to allow us to share those at EIB. And so this is my opinion, that I've seen enough digital manipulation to my eye that unless I get some rational description of how this happened, then I, I will consider this election to have been stolen. And I've heard Mark Stein say the same thing. I don't want to believe that. I would do anything to not believe that. Which is why I begged the Supreme Court to take this on. Eric Metaxas is apparently also of the same opinion. He is a writer, as you know, Bonhoeffer. He is the one who drew my attention to a story from the Central City News, Louisiana, Woody Jenkins, the editor. It's a newspaper. Woody Jenkins accessed the same data that a lot of the Mockingbird media did. Vote data. In Georgia and Pennsylvania, the most fascinating thing happened. About the time that, you know, let's stop counting. Let's shut her up, shut it up for the night. Most fascinating thing happened. 
a series of votes for Biden, according to Woody Jenkins, started to come in. But here's the fascinating part. They came in in increments of 1,200 in Georgia and 2,000 in Pennsylvania. So you might see 1,200 votes for Biden, 2,400, 3,600, 4,800, but always in increments. Same dynamic in Pennsylvania, but different increments. For folks who are listening to this, who understand raw data feeds of dynamic and random human behavior, that doesn't happen. This is very similar to if you don't know you know, data analysis or, and most of us aren't data analysts. I'm not. I've just, I've worked with them and had a big data company that I sold. This is very much like waking up in the morning to see that it snowed in your neighborhood. And you go outside, oh, I'm going to have to shovel or use my snowblower. And then you look at your neighborhood and every fifth house, there's a snowman. And every snowman has the same things for eyes and nose and corn cob pipe. And they all look exactly alike. Would your mind go, wow, that's cool. So it snowed and built snowmen. That was the snow did that. No, you know, it's human. Here's the other portion of this that is so disturbing. These vote dumps, they may have not been designed to give Biden the lead. And yet they all had that effect. Making this trackable, observable data that's also purposeful or or I want to be careful. It completed a purpose. Perhaps that was incidental. I need to see an explanation of this in court. Fully transparent. Because snowmen do not build themselves. How fascinating that Central City News reports this. But the same media that for 10 years did stories about the their lack of, of, of faith in our voting system didn't. Right? Same media that's telling us, oh no, masks work. Forget the Danish study. Just wear your mask. Just talk to Hutch. Minneapolis, Minnesota, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. Hi, Hutch. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh. Welcome to the show. Hi, Todd. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I'm a retired infantry soldier, and I just want to point something out to you, that whenever we want to go ahead and if we were taking prisoners, uh, you put a hood over their head that helps you maintain control and all my point is is that you're wearing this mask that's basically your hood okay and what it does is it preconditions you all right so i've got that on your face you watch people they don't even get out of their cars i gotta grab their mask right why because i might be in violation of an order from the governor and so anything else is going on like the fact that Oh, six states magically at the same time in three different time zones decided <laughs> we're not going to count anymore. Okay? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I, mean, I was born at night, but not last night. Oh, what and you're then, saying? What? What? You, Hutch, this is beautiful. It's conditioning. It's being told put away your intelligence and your skepticism and do what Big Papa government tells you to do. Don't think. Isn't that is that what you're saying? Right, shut up. Don't, yeah. don't, don't question me. As a matter of fact, you're talking so loud, I want you to put your damn mask on. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Hey, Utch, um, we're short on time, so I can't spend the time I want to with you. I want to, A, I want to welcome you home. I want to thank you. B, do I hear cats in the background? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I asked that not to shame you. Our cat, a, a white, beautiful little one-year-old kitten named Pingu, may have eaten some medication. So will you do me a favor, Hutch? Will you pray for our cat? I'll pray for yours, and I'll also wish you a great Thanksgiving. Hutch, thanks for the call. Blew up my day. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. RushLimbaugh.com is where you can leave a special note for Rush. Also, listen, if you're not a Rush 24-7 subscriber, please, it's the greatest value uh, in talk radio and 800-282-282. Not, no, it's in media is what it is. I am a Limbaugh Letter subscriber, 24-7 subscriber. You have Rush whenever you need Rush. I want to get back to the phones and talk about patterns and talk about what we can do together to take our country back. There's one thing I want to me- uh, mention. This is sort of a developing story. Patrick Byrne is the founder and CEO, former CEO of Overstock.com. Brilliant man. Built Overstock up into a huge company. He's a billionaire. Very, very smart math head. And um, he, I watched a video interview of him last night, and now I see OAN and television, One American News Network television, has done an interview with Patrick Byrne. And according to Patrick, and we we may try to have him on the program to talk to you, he apparently paid to dispatch some white hat hackers, meaning people who don't go steal things and break things, but to look into Dominion software. And according to Patrick, not only did they find it to be easily hacked, as I understand what he did, is he said, how would you use this to steal an election? It is his point of view, as I understand his point of view, that this was was 100% rigged. That's Patrick Byrne saying that. And again, I'll, I'll emphasize, this is me, Todd, fascinated with this because I come from a tech background, because I have a, a friend in common of Patrick. And my friend speaks so highly of Patrick, and there's his accomplishments in tech. And I don't know him, but I hope to talk to him because this, what he describes and what he writes about matches up with what I was seeing in patterns. And I mentioned earlier my friend Justin Hart, who is an, a data analyst and spent a lot of time in politics. His job was to, to analyze data to see how do you get more donations or how do you sell more for your company He has seen, and the president has retweeted Justin like he retweeted me. He has said, wait a minute. Why is it that it's always early in the morning when the counting is stopped where these 150,000 vote dumps come in for Joe Biden or 90% for Joe Biden? This doesn't happen. And Justin has been very careful saying, look, I'm not saying this is stolen, but this is what stealing looks like. In data, this is what rigged looks like in data. That's, that's how I interpret this. It's just like if you come home to your house and you see your front door open, you see you know marks on the lock, and it looks like a crowbar is there. It doesn't mean someone broke into your house. But that's what it looks like when people break into houses. This has to be answered. It has to be delved into. Or we will have... The biggest problem you can imagine with this country is you think it's bad when people don't trust institutions. Institutions could fix that. They could be trustworthy. When people don't trust elections, you enter into what's called a low trust society, and that's that's dangerous. 
I beg. Democrats, just go to court. Just let the evidence be seen. I beg the Supreme Court. I know you don't want to take this on. Rush did a master class on why you would not want to do this, even perhaps the conservative members, even though the liberals would perhaps want to jump on this and, and of course, give it to Biden. I beg them to have a fully transparent hearing where the American people see all the evidence. Only transparency right now is our hope in this case. Micah in Muckwanaga, Muckwanago, Wisconsin. I hope I got all that right. Is, is it Micah or Mika? Because I forgot. It's Micah from Muckwanaga. You're perfect. Right on. <laughs> awesome. That, it's Todd. Hey, welcome to Russia's show, Mike. Appreciate you calling. Hey, Todd. People keep asking, what can we do? They sound distraught. They sound discouraged. And I understand why. But you know what? We cannot lose hope. We must continue to fight, not with violence, but there are some ways that we can really make a difference. Support those who are just trying to push the truth out there and show people what really happened. And we can do something on a local level. Speak out at the local school board meetings. Usually they meet once a month. Go to those. Make your opinion and voice known. Uh, we need also to run for local office. Run for your local school board. And you know what? Never back down when you're fighting for the truth and when you want the truth exposed. There's another thing that I think is most important, and that is we need to get back to praying for our community. We have been meeting for two weeks now in McQuanago at the flagpole, a group of us guys and people from the community, and we have been praying for our nation, praying that truth would be exposed, and we need to do so more than ever before. Our country's on the line. People have fought for the freedoms that we enjoy, and we need to preserve those for as long as possible for generations to come. There's a lot of people, first of all, what you said, Micah, is absolutely beautiful. Um, and there's a lot of people who are taking the knee to the masks and the so-called public health authorities. The same public health authorities who, for instance, on the West Coast have allowed heroin and fentanyl and meth to run wild and uh, sex trafficking camps. And no, I'm not kidding. Uh, sex trafficking in, for instance, my state, Washington, is up 2,000% under this hapless governor, so-called Jay Inslee. Those same so-called public health officials who've allowed that up and down the coast where we've got trench diseases returning. They ignore those trench diseases, but they are putting their thumb on us and people are taking the knee to that. So I wouldn't put it past God Almighty to say, hey, you know what? I might shake the country a little bit because maybe some people need to drop to their knees. Maybe I'll drop you to your knees and maybe you'll begin to look up. So I agree on the prayer front and, and also on this activity front that it is very scary to be the person that stands up, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how well this can work. And sometimes it's in the workplace. And look, I get it. You have to keep your job. You've got to feed your family. I was once in a uh, in a Microsoft meeting around diversity where I was forced to go to this because people with employees had to go to this meeting or people who work for us, you know, if you had, if you had a team, in other words. And I'm in, this, I'm in this room and they're talking about diversity and I'm looking around the room and and I start to laugh. And the lady who organized said, I'm sorry. I said, no, I'm Cheryl. I'm so sorry. I know that's really rude. I just, this really just struck me as funny. And I, and I went around the room. I said, Lynn, where'd you go to school? Where'd you graduate from? Oh, um, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, around the room. I said, that's funny. I'm the most diverse person here. Like I dropped out of college. I don't, you guys are all from the same three schools. 
all from the same sort of same academic backgrounds. I'm the only way who came in on the one who came into Microsoft through the back door of entrepreneurialism and getting noticed and and frankly, entrepreneurial street fighting. I'm the I'm the most diverse person in this room in that way, not not from a perspective of race. And I thought, you know what, Mike, I thought my career was over. And then my friend Lynn, an Asian woman, said, you know what, you're right. I was stunned. You'd be surprised how many of your fellow Americans are waiting for you, waiting for someone in their midst to say, wait, this doesn't smell right. You mean to tell me I'm supposed to believe that President Trump overperformed with Asians, with Hispanics, with black people, with gay people. You mean to tell me that we flipped congressional seats. You mean to tell me that, and God willing, that this special election in Georgia go through in the right way, that this happened all around the country except for President Trump. You mean to tell me that I am to sit here and accept the idea that Trump overperformed everywhere but the five swing states in the five cities where these mathematical anomalies occurred, where they stopped counting, where they put up posters on the windows so you couldn't see in. Micah, it's hard to tell the truth. But until we do it, we won't get our country back. I appreciate you sharing that with Russia's audience. Thank you very much. That's, that's folks, it's not just in calls to talk radio. And it's not just on social media. It's got to be with our friends and family. And we have to get better at doing it in a way where we are inviting emotion. And I know that sounds soft and fuzzy and hippie-like. But it's okay if you are being tact- tactical to say to someone, you know what? I feel really worried when I hear you say that. I hope you'll hear my point of view and how I arrived at it. We have got to do all the things Micah said, but also that become the truth tellers. Openly. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. This... um. We mentioned earlier this OAN, OANN interview with Patrick Byrne from Overstock.com. I don't, I don't know that guys like that who have built their careers based upon uh, analysis of, of technology and mathematics, I don't know that a guy like that tosses out phrases like, I think this is 100% rigged. And, and again, my opinion, you know, just Todd speaking here. It just matches up so well with what I've seen in terms of other patterns in this election. And look, if you are in, if you are investigating a crime, I mean, what do you look for? You, you look for motive. You look for opportunity. But you also don't you look for um, means. So what do we have? We have means. We have motive. We have opportunity. But then, in, then intent to conceal. Why? Did the people from Dominion back out of a meeting with legislators in Pennsylvania, as I recall? Why not just open this completely up? Right? Literally, why not? Because the environment that was created in these five states, again, goes to a pattern. If you put yourself in the mind of, say, a fraud investigator, and you're coming to a building that's burned down and, and you look you're looking what you immediately look for patterns. Was the person in debt? Were there accelerants used in the fire? Did people break in with security cameras 
turned off. You're looking, you're looking for known patterns of behavior. When, when you, for instance, if you want your car stolen, like the old days, take your car somewhere and hope someone would steal it. I mean, you wouldn't, but people did. You look for these patterns, and these patterns have got to be explained, particularly on the digital front, because, frankly, dead people have always voted. And I'm not discounting the importance of making sure dead people don't vote or their, their ballots aren't used. We can't continue this way. And I'm curious why more people on the Republican side aren't pressing for investigations. Maybe Tom in Rapid City, South Dakota can help us with that. Tom, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Tom. Hi, Todd. How are you doing today? Say, I have a different uh, take on this, and I, I haven't heard it from any place off, but you just alluded to it. Why aren't more Republicans doing something about this? They don't want to. And I think this uh, cuts across party aisles. And I believe Sidney Powell alluded to this in her press conference last week when she said that, uh, you know, there may have been some elections where Republicans were the beneficiaries of this. And you said there are Republicans are dropping out of supporting this, uh, these lawsuits left and right. And uh, so I, I really don't think that there's a, a real push on the Republican side either to get to the bottom of this and then think how many times they've talked about this over the last 25 years. Neither party has done anything to correct it because inside the swamp of Washington, they know it's going to benefit them at some point, And I don't think they want it to be done. And as far as your, all your other points, excellent. But the biggest point to me is, they knew this was going to happen. How can a presidential candidate not campaign the entire election and win the election? Because With more votes than, than, than someone, Barack Obama, seen as messianic. I mean, he's not a messiah. There's, there's only one of those, but in my, in my view, my worldview. But to beat Barack Obama in Detroit, in Chicago... In Philadelphia, a guy who went around telling black people, you're not black, uh, who with Hispanic voters and Cuban voters went out with a cheesy cell phone act of a song on a cell phone about sniffing people. When President Obama, or pardon me, President Trump overperformed with black Americans overperformed with Hispanic Americans, overperformed with Asian Americans, overperformed with gay Americans. And we're to believe that pattern happened everywhere except the places where President Trump defied conservative economic theory. I was not wild about, in fact, I was against the tariffs and they worked. And one of the things about Trump and one of the reasons I believe they're so panicked at the thought of a second Trump term and why the, the fraud began occurring before the president was in office. The fraud began occurring when they started to draft impeachment proceedings before the man was in office. He's the first unpredictable president we've had. 
I mean, Reagan did some unpredictable things. The great moment where he wasn't supposed to say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. They rewrote that script for him a thousand times at speech. The State Department kept rewriting it. He kept putting that line back in. And, oh, Mr. President, you can't say that. You can't say that. And then then he got up to speak and they had the prepared remarks in his binder. And then he reached into his, his suit coat and pulled out the speech he was going to give. And the, the people from Foggy Bottom panicked. But Trump, in, in, in many people's lifetime, is the first unpredictable president. China doesn't know how to deal with him. The World Health Organization corrupt body with the UN doesn't know how to deal with him. Russia doesn't know how to deal with him. No one knew what the president would do at the poker table. And while we're being told that we must wear masks forever. Oh, you think I'm kidding? When we're being told that we need to lock down now because of the flu. Oh, you think I'm kidding? Donald Trump stands in the way of these things. Between them and us. That's another pattern that we need to keep paying attention to. Great call, Tom. Great call. Appreciate it very much. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Thank you so much for putting up with a rank amateur who sits in occasionally for Rush. RushLimbaugh.com is where you can leave a um, leave Rush a special note. Uh, love and, and caring and support for Rush. Uh, it's RushLimbaugh.com, of course. In next hour, uh, you've heard about the phrase uh, technocrat. We are seeing a, a, a just a rise of the technocrats. And this is disturbing to me in a lot of fronts, not the least of which is the fact that technocrats want everything to be under techno technocratia. For instance, uh, guns. They want to make that a public health issue. Guns. Like what they call gun violence. They want to make that a public health issue. Now, if they did that, where does that leave us in terms of, of our rights with guns? Right? Not in very good stead. Because you see what they're doing when they declare an emergency. Like They could turn around and declare an emergency with guns. Well, it's a public health emergency. There's things that they're floating, such as forever shutdowns for the flu. So we'll talk about that as we continue to unfold the program. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. 
But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. It is an incredible honor to fill in uh, for Rush Limbaugh because I am, like you, tuning in every single day. It's I've said it before, and I'll say it if I'm invited back. It's still a mind-blower for me to do this and this day that the Lord has made for us as a gift to us. Um, just a programming note, there will be a best-of Rush tomorrow, and just imagine the job. <laughs> Going through the decades of Rush's show to say, how do you pick the best of? And then um, Derek Hunter is going to be sitting in for Rush from a longtime EIB affiliate, um, this WCBM in Baltimore, will be sitting in for Rush on Friday. Congratulations, Derek. There is a phrase called technocrats, or there's a, there's a word, technocrats. Technocrats come in many forms. Most pronounced right now, they're in the so-called public health field. And let me tell you, when I use that modifier, so-called, it goes to the root of behavior with people. The so-called public health officials, from the very top of government to the very bottom of government, are partnered with Democrats and corruptocrats and using this moment to absolutely show what they intend for us. So we must be thankful that we have the ability to fight back. We must be thankful that we have the ability to speak the truth. We must be prayerful in my judgment about what's coming our way because they're telling us. Is it painful for you to sometimes, to in the past four years, have you had a feeling of pain as you begin to see things in a different light? For instance, it was really hard for me. Uh, unbelievably hard to step back and say, wait, people who work at the FBI lied to a court? No, I'm not a Pollyanna. I know 
that prosecutors with the government have far too often done that. They're government employees. People give in to these instincts. But to spy on a future president? We've heard it so much that it almost doesn't land anymore. But all my life, I was taught, you know, I used to jog by the FBI offices. And I knew about the Richard Jewell thing and those mistakes and, and, and a lot of mistakes, but I, I viewed them as mistakes. I don't view what they did to Trump as a mistake. But I used to jog by their offices and think, oh, wow, that's the FBI. It's been very painful. Likewise, to watch technocrats begin to show what they intend for us and think back to some things. You know how hard they have fought to gain control of our bodies? There's Obamacare, Medicaid for all. We need to have a national health service. They've wanted control of our bodies for so long. The World Economic Forum has said, oh, you know, some of the things in the future, you will eat less meat. They've decided that for you. You will eat less meat. You won't own a thing and you'll be happy. They've decided that for you. Technocrats aren't just in the medical field. They're in government. They want to use their wits, their smarts to correct all the things you do wrong. And they're telling us what they intend. It's not just with our votes and not just with diseases. For instance, this Matt Hancock wants to use in England, the National Health Service. He wants to use the COVID lockdown systems and the contact tracing and the masks, apparently, to fight the flu. He has said that Britons must stop the culture of soldiering on when ill. We must fold up our societies when some people have the flu. Do you understand that we wouldn't have societies if we didn't soldier on? That is how herd immunity exists. That is how it's developed. The madness and the power madness to say, well, now we can shut down then for the flu. But don't worry. And a lot of this is coming from England, but the technocrats are of one class. They're of one view. Their view of your little lives and my little lives, they're deeply bothered by freedoms. Here's another example. This is from The Telegraph. Two COVID tests a week. If you just, if you agree to get that thing shoved up your beak two times a week, or maybe they'll do the rapid test two times a week to go be poked and prodded at by a doctor or someone in a pharmacy or maybe just a, a homeless person, they hand a beak probe or two. You can have a freedom pass. Oh, that's exciting. That's wonderfully exciting. So if I get prodded by a doctor twice a week, I get a freedom pass. And then you could live a more normal life. Oh, that's exciting. I've often said, I want to live in a society where in order for me to get in my truck and drive to my gym or to my radio station, KTTH in Seattle, where I got to get jammed up the beak. What's frightening to me is the number of people who are saying, well, it's for the best then, isn't it? I mean, Nick, Nick, chin up. It's what we must do. Why? And how many people fail to ask just a simple question? 
Right then, if 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 you're telling us to wear masks, why don't you just curious like technocrats? And it's phenomenal to watch technocrats crossed over with Democrats. And then we'll get to corruptocrats. Technocrats have taken this Danish mask study and said, okay, it showed masks don't work, wear them anyway. Wait, 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 this is technocracy. This is so important. Wait, 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 wait. Ooh, 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 me and back. I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm, ask me, ask me. Yes. I thought we were to listen to the scientists. They're not those scientists. Why? They're saying masks don't work. But that's, but that's, they did a study, 6,000 people, peer reviewed. Right then, mask on. Nick, Nick, shut up. So technocrats aren't even themselves based in, in scientific rigor. Far from it. They're based in outcomes. Have you ever wondered why? We're told to ignore the data anomalies in voting. Ignore it. Ignore it. The science is settled. It's, I mean, 15 minutes after the calls of the states, that's it. It's settled. He's, you know, uh, why do we just have Trump move out now? Just ignore the data. Ignore the anomalies. But, But we have a process. Ignore it. But I saw Nancy Pelosi not wear a mask. No, you didn't. Well, but wait, I saw Dianne Feinstein walking through an airport without a mask. No, you didn't. It's been disappeared. But the technocrats don't do what they're telling us to do. Well, but you're not a technocrat. It's Kafka. It's a Kafka novel. I know that's sort of an odd reference. Democrats in West Coast cities. On the heels of technocrats. Now, under, please understand the marriage. Los Angeles, San Francisco, to some degree San Diego, Seattle, Portland. And it, this exists also on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey. Other cities in the East Coast it exists in Chicago. It's, it's, it's endemic to left-leaning cities. You have so-called public health officials who are telling people, well... We can't stop people from taking heroin and meth and fentanyl, so we will allow them to take it because that will reduce harm. So we will allow them to, to get clean needles. Do you know that in, in cities that, that take this harm reduction approach, you can walk up and sometimes, how many needles do you need? 300? Okay. The attendant drop in community health amongst the homeless, the attendant increase in overdoses the attendant increase in overdose deaths has the technocrat saying oh and i'm not kidding you we need to have vending machines for heroin i'm not kidding they want vending machines for heroin because that's that's harm reduction and you have democrats at the same time like in seattle you know that thing about defund the police they're going full bore let's abolish them Why? Well, crime is a public health issue. So-called gun violence is a public health issue. They are effectively doing away with restitution. 
in in King County, which is the county seat for Seattle. Same thing across. It's this is endemic. And it's always in partnership with the technocrats. Oh, well, bail is a public health issue. Paying restitution is a public health issue. Isn't it interesting that with the left, the party of Jim Crow, the party of the new aristocracy, the party of street violence and domestic terrorists, are also the party of because we said so and ignore all the evidence. Don't you dare look at what our policies are doing to people. Which draws the question, what are they intended to do? These policies. It's your phone calls as we continue. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Thanks for having me on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman, and I want to thank Ali and Mike and James and Crash and Craig and Team EIB for always making this uh, so, so easy um, to do the show. Um, and it has to be because you're filling in for Rush. So you got to, you got to, comp- you know, you, you, they have to lift this up somehow. I've been fact checked. I said earlier that Gavin Newsom. When he went and had that dinner at the French Laundry, the most expensive restaurant apparently in, in, in all of maybe the United States, where he was with a bunch of people indoors for hours and apparently the biggest lobbyist for hospitals or healthcare in California, all, all mask free, all social distancing free. I had said that the bar tab that night was $268 per person. I have been slapped down on Twitter by get a receipt for your vote. Points out I was wrong. The number is $682 per attendee for the bar tab. I just don't want you to like misunderstand, though. Gavin Newsom, he feels the pain. He feels your pain. <laughs> and he likes it. Uh, did I say that? I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Let's talk to Art in Knoxville, Tennessee. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Art. Welcome to the program. Hey, Todd, how you doing today? I got a data analysis here for you for uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania that I think you'll find very interesting and relevant to your conversation today. Good. So what I did is I took uh, the average of the uh, 2008, 2012, 2016 presidential elections for each county in all three states and took the average for each one of those counties. And what I found was very interesting is that, you know, like in the state of Wisconsin, uh, Biden got uh, 4.62% better than the previous three cycles average, and Trump got 18.68% better than the three previous cycles. And the other two states had very similar results. The anomaly is, is that in all three states, the only counties that actually had Biden with substantially more and Trump with substantially less were two counties that bordered the main population center, Philly, Detroit, and and, uh, Milwaukee. And then the third county was where the second largest city of each state resided. Now, that to me is an anomaly if there ever was one. It's an anomaly within a series of anomalies. You did a great job explaining that. And it goes right to so much of what we're seeing. Um, because you take the mathematical anomalies you've explained, 
Then you take the behavioral anomalies, okay? We talked about motive and opportunity and means, but then I also talked about intent to conceal, right? These are, many of these places are the places where they push the poll watchers out. Many of these places are the places where they, um, you know, shut down, so-called shut down counting, which is when these ballot dumps, or I shouldn't say ballots because they may not be, they may be electronic generation of, of votes, uh, real or fake, happened during those periods of time, right? And then you align that to creation of environment. In each of those places, they created a rich environment for fraud, that if you wanted to be a fraudster, that would be where to do it. And then lastly, I'd add to your mathematical analysis this, that the same HBO who did a documentary about uh, vote fraud digitally, you know, using technology, NBC News, New York Times, a whole collection of them, the Electronic Freedom Foundation. There's professors who've shown they hacked, have shown, hey, here's how you hack a Dominion machine. None of that matters anymore because it's impossible because now it couldn't be done. So I take the human behaviors and add that to your mathematical analysis. And this is why this must go before the courts. It has to be, it has to be adjudicated in public with full transparency or, I mean, art, if that doesn't happen, will you trust the election system if it's not fully transparently shown to us? Oh, you know, I'm never, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't trust the, the voting system going forward, but it wouldn't keep me from voting. I'm a proud American, and I'm I'm a mega forever, and I'm here to tell you that uh, uh, I'm still going to fight no matter what. Well, okay, and uh, same thing. I got that, Art, and I, I'm deeply thankful to hear that, and I thank you for the phone call. I would just say this. I, I would say this. We have to demand logic. This is one of the most frustrating things about the era in which we live, that the, the left and the Mockingbird media members, the members of the Mockingbird class in the media, have been so successful at casting common sense as lunacy or racism. And so many Republicans on the national basis, what I call professional Republicans, and here's how that works. What do you do for a living? I Republican. What's that mean? Well, I'm a, I, I Republican. That's what I do. I go on TV and, I, and I'm a Republican. What are your principles? Getting on TV. Talking to lobbyists are afraid to push back on even voter ID. It's To say it's madness is banal and beneath you getting paid to be a talk show host. The fact is, it's become so commonplace for madness to be cast as, oh, this is, this is, this is caring, this is compassion, that we need to call this out at every single opportunity that exists and maybe just start our own lawfare. Like, you can't check my ID to get on a flight. You can't check my ID to buy things at the store. You can't check my ID to open a bank account. We've been told ID is racist. We may need to fight this way, right? I mean, that might be the way that we win because we are in a battle for our, for the respect for humanity. We are, we are in a battle to still be respected as human beings. Like, Actual human beings. Bert in Middletown, Maryland. You're on the Russian Bob program as Todd Herman filling in. Greetings, Bert. Welcome to Russia Show. Ah, there it is. Bert, welcome to Russia's Show. Yep, yep. Thank you very much. Just wanted to say, um, in line with this technocrats, um, Google, Google's been doing this for a very long time with their recapture. Uh, make sure that you're not a robot. 
Um, as a matter of fact, this year during the election, um, several cohorts of myself, it, we noticed that every time we would go in to search for conservative actions and, and Republican parties and what have you, the, um, uh, you would get this prompt uh, just to make sure that this is not a robot. Well, I investigated that. and It turns out this isn't just a network thing. This is a Google uh, prescription that they've imposed on people who use their search engine to distract them or discourage them from continuing to search for these, you know, values that are different from, uh, from the left. And I've gone in and I've actually spent lots of time changing all of my uh, uh, search engines away from Google. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, so they've been masking us. They've yes. Been trying, in addition. They are, it's, it, listen, I'm sorry that we're short on time. I know how frustrating it is to get on Russia show and be short on time. People need to understand Google's desire to control. It is unfillable. It cannot be satiated and it cannot be stopped until we begin to recognize what that place actually is. Much more to continue. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB network. I usually do a morning show at KTTH in Seattle. That's what I do. It's uh, the Limbaugh affiliate in Seattle today. I just want to thank uh, News Radio 590 KQNT, KQNT in Spokane for letting me use their studios. Uh, I appreciate it very, very much. Always uh, so hospitable. Before we get back to the phones, um, 800-282-2882, we've covered so much ground today. I, I want to just quickly um, add, add to something that Rush talked about yesterday. If you heard this, this special program yesterday, as Rush described the true meaning of Thanksgiving, and he read George Washington's proclamation, I, I ask us because it is easy to forget. They had the opportunity to create an empire and they chose to recreate a republic they had the opportunity to make themselves gods on earth with royal powers and they chose to put limits on themselves they chose to protect us from them they viewed rights as things the government cannot do to you. They viewed rights as things that your neighbor cannot pay the government to do to you or take from you unless it was in the instance of a court case. And you had an opportunity to defend yourself and to question your accuser, etc., they did what had never been done. They recognized our God-given rights as things they had no right to take, including our pursuit of life, our pursuit of liberty, and our pursuit of happiness. I am so thankful for them realizing they were not gods on earth. They couldn't be, and that they chose to not even try it. And I can't help but compare that to the modern left that wants to control our very bodily autonomy. And I'm thankful for people like you who fight back and this platform. 
Let's talk to Roger in Queens, New York. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program. Uh, Roger, it's Todd Herman filling in for Rush. Welcome to the show. He who rules the media rules the world. Yes. Yes, indeed. So what do we do? Oh, that's my question to you. Uh, don't we have a, a bunch of billionaires out there that can, uh, you know, buy up some cable uh, cable shows or uh, more radio stations, more newspapers, um, be active in uh, in um, in conservative uh, clubs and colleges? I mean, all we got to do is just do what the Democrats have done. You know, as much as we. Uh, uh, you know, feel that uh, you know that that they're completely wrong. You know, they're pretty smart at at, at uh, activism. You you bring such an important point to the table. Do you know a, a site called Vox dot com? Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. All right, so Vox is started by a guy named Ezra Klein. Ezra Klein uh, was one of the young, up-and-coming superstars of leftist media. He was supposed to be a straightforward journalist. He conspired to create something called Journalist, which was so-called news reporters who got together to share how they would attack Sarah Palin, to, to say, here's the through lines, these are our bullet points, from supposedly competing news organizations. That's actually probably illegal collusion. That got funded. His site, Vox, as I recall, a whole bunch of big-time advertisers stepped into this to say, oh, we'll back this, and, and big-time leftist politicians agreed to go back this. And why do, you think that the, why do you think that the Republicans and conservatives, why do you think that it was that we had become the party of small business, that we'd become the party of a whole bunch of small businesses that are incidentally being killed versus the big business. Why do you think big business has gone running to the left? It's because of the business model. The Republicans, our challenge is our business model doesn't work for big business. Small government doesn't work for big business because they have looked at the China model. They looked at Obamacare. People, it's so easy to look past what Obamacare really was. Let me boil Obamacare down for you. This was the right of the government to force you to buy a product that you don't want, services you will never need, from a company you hate, at prices you cannot afford. Think of the power of that. Think of the power of the lockdowns. Think of the hunger that Jeff Bezos must have as he looks at, wow, lockdowns for flus, lockdowns for global warming. And I have this infrastructure built around the world where I'm one of the few companies who can take things to people's doors. Roger, I never get conservatives more angry at me ever than when I tell them this. Do you have cable television? Answer my question. Do you have cable? Oh, yeah. All right. So every month you give money to MSNBC. Okay. Every month. Reverend Al, you help pay his paycheck. So I'm not saying that economics is the only way to stop them, but I get conservatives screaming at me when I say, unplug your cable. Look at this thing's all a cart. You want a show? Get the show. 
unplug, go local, quit Amazon, support small businesses. And I know that sounds very, very elementary, but it is going to have to be the people at this point taking actions like that, like uh, look, this can sound like a sales job for Rush. I don't get any extra money. We don't even track, like, when I say go to Rush 24-7, support those efforts. Support conservative startups. Like, you could support Newsmax TV. You can support conservative startups in this way. Steer your dollars. That's what builds them up. Buy the products. There are companies who make a decision to be on Rush's show. I could name LifeLock and Hillsdale, and I could go through others and and support my local show and those of Ken Matthews and and this incredible affiliate base. Let them know that the dollars follow you. This is your choice. This is your vote. And conservatives get angry sometimes when I say these things. Yes, there's billionaires, but they're chasing this control. But when they see that we're building up a just loggerhead of activity around conservative media, that's where this begins to change. And then there's this. If you're a young person and you're saying, I so want to change the world, you might be one of those people who writes to me eventually and says, hey, Todd, how do I get into politics? And a day goes, not a day goes by where I don't get someone who says, hey, Todd, I listened to your show and I wonder, would you talk to my son? He wants to be in politics. He wants to change the world. He's a conservative. Go into media. Get cloaked. Go to work for the big ad agencies. Get cloaked. Don't go in and out yourself immediately as a conservative. You want to change the world? Start training conservative activists to infiltrate the media, to infiltrate academia. Go back and do what they have done. This is all they all told us. We got to get that. We have to get the media. We've got to control academia and the schools. Change our philosophy. We need to be in the government to change the government. We need to be in the media to change the media. We need to cloak ourselves until we get some position of power and begin to change things. This didn't happen overnight. It won't be solved overnight. It will take these efforts and for God's sake, teach your children by demonstrations, tax their allowance if you give them allowance. Seize some of their lunch or some of their dessert at Thanksgiving for their brother or sister. Teach them what government force feels like so they never want it in their lives. Great call, Roger. Thanks for calling Russia's show. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. I'm really thankful for President Trump. And in this way, well, in many ways, I had I had a massive challenge uh, warming to the president's approach. And I feel awful that it took me that long. And I don't I'm not a personality guy when I vote. Um, It's nice. I want results. I want policy. I am 95 percent thrilled with the president's policies. And I'm thankful for this. Anyone else would have folded any of the things they've thrown at this man. There would have been meetings. Senior staff would have got together and said, Mr. President, the FBI has information. They're going to take down your family. They're going to destroy you, sir. And, and, and for the for the best interest of the country, sir, uh, we don't think you should admit any wrong, but you should step aside. I, 
do you not think those meetings have gone on? If it turns out, God forbid, Joe Biden makes it into the White House, it has to be with due process. It has to be a full airing of the evidence. I can't think of another Republican who wouldn't have already folded the tent and run away. There's too much, too many patterns, too many anomalies, too many points of concern that we've detailed throughout the show today. The president allowing the general accounting office to allow Biden to have some money and that he's planning this, this transition, God forbid. It's a very, very narrow path to victory that the president is walking. And he's the only Republican who would walk it. I, I, I truly believe that. And in another day, in another time, had I not watched four years, and I count four separate coup attempts, soft coup attempts, I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying, but I have watched it and so have you. God just picks sometimes. <laughs> he just picks the most interesting people to carry out tasks and Biblical history is replete with that. Let's talk to Frank in Smithtown, New York. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program, Frank. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Frank. Hi, Todd. I have two, two things, I, uh, points. My first point is, why does the right-wing media and all the Republican right-wing people feel the need to go on TV and tell us that it's over, that Trump's not going to be the president, and they all cave one by one. They seem to cave under the pressure, or or they just never Trumpers, all of them, really, and this is their way out. But it just seems incredible to me that some people, and I'm not going to name names, people know who they are. They go on TV and they tell us, 75 million of us, that it's over. Just accept the fact that... Uh, Joe Biden is president. And what I want to tie into that is I think all the Trump people, all of us, I think Donald Trump should form his own party, whether it's the Make America Great Party or America First Party, because we have the power. We have the power. We should primary every one of these Republican senators, congressmen, and everybody that never stood behind Donald Trump, who abandons him now. Take their names, remember who they are, and when it's time for them to run again, primary them with people that are loyal to the president and loyal to the American people, us. We have the power now. The Republican Party is not the Republican Party. It's the Donald Trump Party now. It's him. We got the power. Don't let these rhinos and these never-Trumpers... Now, you know, you can't vote Democratic, but just primary them. Get them out of there. It's like when the Tea Party movement came. This is much bigger than the Tea Party. We have much more power than the Tea Party ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, this is you're listening to Frank from Smithtown, New York, right now filling in for me, Todd, filling in for Rush Limbaugh. Frank, amazing. You answered your own question, my friend. You answered your own question. Why aren't they standing up? Because they know that if they just try to sweep what happened under the rug, they're counting on you forgetting 
They're counting on, hey, it's all back to normal. They're counting on my good buddies from across the aisle, the people who see things in the normal way, which is just let's manage this decline nicely, nicely, and we'll be okay together. Frank, it's a masterwork. Thanks for calling Russia Show. It's Todd Herman on the EIB Network. Todd Herman, uh, it's just been an absolute honor to fill in for Rush. Derek Hunter will fill in on Friday. Rush, uh, best of tomorrow. Years ago, in fact, uh, about 15 years ago, it was a very snowy Thanksgiving, and my grandfather was in his closing moments of life. He was in a long-term care facility, and, and it was near death. And we walked in to visit my grandfather's room, my wife and my brand new three-month-old baby daughter. Not even that, two-month-old. So, And because a lady had entered the room, my grandfather attempted to stand because a lady had entered the room. And his trousers were down because he was confused. My wife excused herself. I helped my grandpa go to the bathroom like he'd helped me many times when I was a little boy. He'd lost the capacities for speech. He was a salesman and a salesman extraordinary, and he loved to tell stories. Odd that. The only thing he could say at that point in life was, you betcha. But he found a bunch of ways to say that. Grandpa, does my daughter remind you of anybody? Oh, you betcha. Do you want to hold her? (laughs) You betcha. And after the family had left and... My wife and daughter were in the car, and I sat down to have the last piece of pumpkin pie I ever had with my grandpa on that Thanksgiving. I said, Grandpa, it's been an honor knowing you. I love you. I'm so proud of you. And I will see you again in heaven. <laughs> grandpa, you betcha. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. It's been an honor to fill in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.